And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsi, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 82 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, we all here. Howdy. Your dreams are your ticket out. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Mr. Cotty! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do we have to drink at that one? Nope. I don't it's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> I don't remember a welcome back Cotter drinking rule. Yeah. I mean, Unless... it, su- it surprises me at that point in time in this show that we didn't create one. Right. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless. Unless. All of our time traveling in October has changed the timeline, and now we retroactively have one. I think just to be I safe, think, we I should think, take yeah, it. Yeah, I think... Okay. Definitely. Just to be safe, I will consume absinthe. <laughs> Said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, because that is not safe. <laughs> Everyone have a good week? Sure. No, but that's okay. Oh, okay. It, was, it was fine. It was uneventful. But I have a serious migraine that's trying to murder me. I'm sorry. It's driving me into the ground. It's fine. I finally have heat in my apartment again. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, it only took two weeks. Since, I got, since I got cold a couple of days ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the uh, old maintenance guy who's been moved to another community got tired of trying to answer the new maintenance guy's questions over the phone and the new maintenance guy not listening. So he showed up at my door at 5 o'clock yesterday and said, I'm just going to fix this right here and right now. And two hours later, after two weeks, it took two hours of the old guy's time. And it's up, and it's working, and uh, listening to him explain to the new guy why his wiring job was bad and wrong, and how to properly redo it, and then redoing it, watching him rip components and pieces of wire that were extraneous and not connected to anything out, was just just worth not having heat the last two weeks. You need you need to pay you just need to pay him like ten dollars a week and have him on retainer to fix <laughs> just your apartment. Don't think I haven't thought about it. <laughs> So I've had this conversation a couple times in the past few weeks with various people, but uh, somebody at work the other day was griping because it's so cold and it gets so much colder here than it does where they're from up north. And I was like, well, no, it's actually not as cold as it is there, but it's wet cold. Yeah. And it's gross cold. And they were like, yeah, that's it. This sucks. And I hate it. I'm going home. I was like, you probably should. See, yeah. I'm just glad that it's not been cold enough to really bother me. There was like one night a couple of weeks ago. It yeah. got pretty cold. And I'm like, okay, it's going to warm up again. But I might as well go ahead. And I just assumed my pilot light was out. Because it usually goes out over the summer. Over the summer, right. Uh, I'm like, I'll just go ahead and call. Get him to light the pilot light. Not have a problem when it actually does get cold. I am so glad that that was my thought process. Yeah. And that I'm not dealing with two weeks of it being actually cold. Right. <laughs> and it's not even cold. No, yet. it's no, not. Yeah. <laughs> not yet. Like, my heat is on, but my heat is on at like 67 or something yeah. like that. It's right. Like, keep my apartment from getting down into the 50s like it did yeah. that one night a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm the weirdo who kind of loves that. 
at night. I, I do. I, I do too. I, I, I let it get no, cold. No, like I grew up without heat and air. Yeah. So I kind of love it. My problem is not it cold at night. I am down with that. My problem is the dread that comes with it is 50 degrees in my apartment and I mm-hmm. need to take a shower. Yeah. Oh, That's oh, when you don't... get a space heater for your bathroom. I don't know that I trust any of the tech work in my apartment at this point enough to put a space heater in a room full of moisture. <laughs> That's probably not a bad thought process. Eh. There were I two, do it here. <laughs> there were two hots connected to each other in my HVAC unit. Okay. Oh. Well, that... Okay. Okay. So I'm, uh... I'm not going to run any unnecessary risk. Okay. All right, then. Yeah. Uh, this is the most exciting part of comics this week, right? Mm-hmm. My my HVAC was your HVAC. Yeah, the ongoing. You, you should have just called Johnny Storm. Eat it right up for you. I you know. I should uh, or Forge yeah. or yeah. Well, Moon Girl probably would not have returned my call, but Forge might have. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, Com- you know you know what? You could have called a character that was in the book we're about to talk about. But don't. But, but like, don't. don't. But don't do that thing. Well. That would be not good for you. Brian. Yes. Who has clearly not learned his lesson about trying to segue. Ooh. I was trying to set you up, not do it myself. I was actually going to bring up Bendis first. Oh, were you? That's fine. I'll find another place for that. What book would that be, Brian? Uh, that'd be uh, Moon Knight. Hey, so yeah, it would. Maybe. Moon Knight number 188. Yeah. Written by Legacy. Max Bemis, who is not Max Landis. <laughs> Max, Max Landis. Bemis actually of Say Anything. Yes. Not Max Landis. <laughs> Correct. Of Green Valley. Of Green Valley and yeah. various TV shows. Yes. Yeah. You know, and uh, the artist on this is Jason Burroughs. <laughs> uh-huh. Beautiful. It's, it's very pretty. I love this it's book. It's very pretty. It looks it, very and detailed. It fits it very, very well, I think. Yes. Especially yeah. this story. So, yeah. So tell me about it, Brian. Um, well, it's a little. It's it's kind of a new new. I don't. Is it a new run? New arc? New something? Uh, but, it's, yeah, it's a new arc. Yeah. It's a new jumping on point. Even though it's one eighty eight. Right. Legacy. Got a legacy. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Um, <laughs> we're so excited. <laughs> this is the new volume, functionally. Yeah. Yeah. It has doesn't have Mark Spector in. <laughs> I was gonna say there is one character. Absent Not- from this notably issue of Moon absent, yes. That would be Moon Knight. <laughs> In you know any what, flavor. It's okay though, because damn, this was like knowing that you have to have kind of a setup book for an arc. Yeah. That was kind of, this was kind of a really cool way to well, do it. Well, you know it. what this yeah. is? It's a zero issue. Yeah. 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 This is zero of this arc, essentially. Yeah. Oh, shit, I don't know if this is a spoiler. I'm gonna go with damn no. Okay. I feel like this I feel if you're super protective about spoilers, listener, skip it. you can skip minute. it, but I feel Not like minute, anything we're going to say about this issue is set up for understanding what's going to be happening and, in this And song. honestly, it, like, was anybody surprised? Yeah. At the end by... No, 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 I'm not talking about the end. Yeah, I'm, come on. But that was not a... <laughs> did they just confirm that throughout the whole last arc, he was just crazy? And in the institution. According to his doctor, yes. According to this doctor, who apparently does see Egyptian gods, there's nothing that says she's not a little crazy or hasn't been touched by Khonshu herself. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Like, I think you can read it that way, absolutely. Well, and she certainly believes now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that bitch be cray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a little bit of Dragon Force will do that to you. You know, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so we, yeah. we're introduced to a new character. and a set of new characters, perhaps. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but specifically one who is... It's kind of our stand-in for for Specter, for yeah. Mark Specter in well, this issue. He's a foil to yeah, exactly, exactly. He he has basically the same setup and experiences that that Mark had, and similar trauma. Yep, and like all, it, you know what it, it hit me during this? All he needed was the spark. <laughs> Get it uh-huh. of uh, <laughs> of the idea of of who he was, and yeah. like then yes he. We have another representative of an Egyptian god now. Yes. I do have to say this. Uh, I liked this issue a lot. There was the occasional line that, like, rubbed me a weird way. For instance, about how the Founding Fathers filled every page of the Constitution with references to God. Not exactly, but okay, fine. You accept it in terms of the narrative. But with all that said... This therapist, this psychiatrist, oh, yeah. is the worst psychiatrist she's, of all she's time. Pretty awful. She's pretty awful, yeah. Like, this is part of why, and this I think is maybe why I don't just take it as Moon Knight was definitely institutionalized. Right. Because mm-hmm. um, she's not actually good at being a therapist. No, she's like, hey, you're crazy in other ways, why not make you have multiple personalities? Yeah. Like, there's... there's so, like the shrine to Moon Knight in her bedroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Um, you know, it's not spandex. I think it's more of like a Kevlar bodysuit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and then they cut. And it's like, oh, because you have one nailed to the wall in your damn bedroom. Terrifying. Okay. This bitch be terrifying. Yeah. Like, Harley Quinn, eat your heart out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, it was, uh, it was, I liked it, though. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> was I the uh, only one who might have started singing Book of Mormon in my head on that last page, though? I believe. Oh. <laughs> yes, you were the only one, then. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but now, every time I see that page, I will think yes. about it, though. Yep. Yeah. My favorite panel is where she throws up the horns and who's crazy now, and then he glares at her and she just kind of yes. lets the horns droop a little. <laughs> oh, man. He's got that real Charles... There's that one panel where he's like super Charles Manson looking. Yeah. Yeah. The one panel? Well, specifically. Yeah. 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 He, he'd be nuts, so. We had to restrain her. It's the only way we could get her nose back. <laughs> I got your nose. <laughs> got your nose. <laughs> yeah. That's... Yeah. Hey, kids, mm. do not play got your nose with this man. No. No. No, no, no. no. If it looks like he's going to boop you, don't let him boop you. No. <laughs> Great. You know what? Maybe my favorite legacy startup so far. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. You really liked it. I'll allow it. You may yeah. live. <laughs> this was a good, good issue. It, it was. was. In my point, it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's a very hard thing to do to follow that Jeff Lemire arc. And I am yes. interested in this. I think it does a good job of 
separating itself from it without entirely throwing out the ideas behind it. Mm-hmm. It's clear that uh, Bemis has a very specific plan and a very specific set of ideas he wants to play with. Did, mm-hmm. did you read the page in the back? I did. Yeah, where Jason says basically, yeah, we're going to do something that's going to change, that's going to have a major impact for this yeah. character. So, oh. Yeah. And they've talked in interviews about how as great a character as Moon Knight is, the one thing he really lacks is a defined rogues gallery. He lacks really yep. villains. Mm-hmm. Right. You've got Konshu, by definition, is usually who he's up against in more contemporary it, it, runs. It, he, he tends to fight himself yeah. more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's Bushman. Right. And other than the two of them... Well, I think he's got somebody yeah. now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that's going to be part of what they do is, that's awesome, is build out build out this world and make it less insular. And I think that's why starting without Moon Knight in your book at all yeah. also makes sense. Yeah. It does. I like it. Yeah. Okay, then. Okay. How's about Master of Kung Fu, number 126? This is another one of those legacy one-shots. It is, uh, much like the Power Pack. Yes. Unlike the Power Pack, this one was delightful oh, to read. Oh, this one was so funny. <laughs> this one was one. This is like, um, you know those holiday specials where yeah. you get a story or whatever? Like the good ones that are in those? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's like one of those. Yeah, It's it a is, whole issue long. It's Shang-Chi's Day Off. Yes. Is the, is oh, the cool. name of the issue. Yeah. Uh, he's got a monkey. Mm-hmm. We see the Show monkey. Me the monkey. Chi. His name is Chi. Yes. Get it? <laughs> so it's C H E E. Yeah. You're adorable. Uh, <laughs> they go out for ice cream when they are jumped by ninjas. <laughs> like you do. Like you yes. do. Um, and basically, the story here is they're jumped by ninjas who are working for this doctor. What is the doctor's name, Brian? Prassus. Dr. Mel Prassus. Oh, okay. Who does not like it when you point out that your name sounds a lot like malpractice. <laughs> malpractice. <laughs> I think I've um, known a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's been stealing various animals and performing experiments on them to teach them kung fu. Because he wants an army of animals who can kung fu for him. Again, like you do. Like you do. <laughs> Uh, See what I mean about that? It's just great. Yeah. And his big plan here, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, but... <laughs> this is so good. His big plan here is to steal Shang-Chi's brain and implant it into his Kung Fu octopus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it Ruth and Ruth... Is it Ruthie? Not the octopus's name. I think that's right, yeah. Yeah. My favorite line from this... <laughs> it's pretty wonderful. You can lead a horse to Kung Fu, but you can't make him kick. <laughs> that's not just a funny saying... I wanted Kung Fu horses. <laughs> this is Malprasis. Yes. Okay. Um, who I hope, and the, I hope, <laughs> being a ninja doctor, that he does show up at some point in Gwynpool, since that's written by the guy who did Dr. McNinja. The other two who need to show up are the two hand ninjas. Yeah, they were wonderful. Like one is like new on the job, and the other one's like, "Oh yeah, I, I just do this for yeah." It actually plays pretty well. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Uh, and this is written by CM Punk. Oh, why didn't I get this one? I don't know. Uh, 
It's on my comicsology. If you okay, I'm gonna read it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I, I <laughs> if I had not said I'm gonna get all the one shots, I probably would have skipped it just because I've never right. read a lot of Shang Chi. Yep. I'm not sure I've read any of CM Punk's Marvel stuff before. Maybe a little bit of his. I think he did a backup in a Thor annual or something. Um. This was very good and very funny, <laughs> and I liked it a lot. Hey, Jin. Oh. Yeah. I read a book. You read a book? You read Spider-Man vs. Deadpool number 23. I did read that. I did read that. And I've been getting caught up on the Spider-Man Deadpool stuff. Oh, yeah? I haven't. How is that? Um, I've only read the first volume. Real damn good. Cool. Super funny. Uh, the, the Deadpool Spidey dance party. The best thing I've ever seen, ever, ever, ever in my life, ever. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. But the cool thing is, I've only read the first volume, and it did not spoil or ruin anything to read this. Awesome. In fact, the beginning of this reminded me a lot of the beginning of Legacy Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Because you have Peter on Mockingbird's sofa mm-hmm. being told, <clears throat> hey, go get a job, don't eat my leftovers. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so this was good. Um, yeah. It was Spider-Man tracking Deadpool down to bring him in. His his best bud. And what does Deadpool do in return? Says no. He offers Peter a job. Or he yeah. offers Spider-Man a job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because Peter Parker's a chump. Yeah. And I told you that. <laughs> I, do, I do love how much Deadpool dislikes Peter Parker. Yeah. And complains about him to Spider-Man. Yeah. It is real good. I'm very interested to find out who this this uh, QVC Deadpool is, though. Mm. There's yes. a Deadpool selling shit on television. Yeah. Nice. That's why Peter decides to go after him. Yeah, because he sees a late night infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. It is. It's and Robbie Thompson from Supernatural writes it. Yeah. Who yeah. wrote Silk. Good, good stuff. Yeah. I'd... Isn't he doing? Is he the one doing all of the back he page? Is. Yeah, all stories, those three page, all yeah. the little origin things. Yeah, yep. yeah. Thought that was him. Yep. Yeah. So this was real, real good. And good, good Chris Bacalo art. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a weird book to put him on, but the more I read it, the more I liked it. Yeah. I'm used to him being on like vaguely, not necessarily heavy sci-fi books, but books where like. X-Men, you've got a lot of rooms with computers and robots and things like that. More mechanical. Satellites and blah, blah, blah. I don't super dig the way he draws Peter. I can... He he does look like 12 years old. Yeah. 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 That's the only problem. Like, age him right, please. Sure. (laughs) But that aside, like... Yeah. It it worked better. And he's an artist whose work I love. Mm -hmm. But I thought this would... Maybe be a weird fit for him, and in general, I I, I was happy with how he, how yep. he did it. Yep. It's good. It's good. If you like Deadpool, go read it. Yeah. All right. Hey, Brian. Yeah. How about Runaways? Oh my God. Okay, so <laughs> I am now basically through what seventeen issues or something. Yeah. Of the original story. Which I love, by the way, and yeah. and can't wait for the show, which is coming out two weeks, I think. Holy shit, is it really? I think it starts That's right, weeks. it's the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Because it made me mad. I'm like, why can't you do the day after? There's got to be two days where I don't have time to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... 
Shit. Holy crap, this is good. And the... And it brings Carolina in. It does. And these characters are... It's it really is kind of cool not knowing the whole story now. Yeah. Like you need you need the first probably six eight issues of the old run to get to know these characters. But in one way, it's kind of cool not knowing exactly how that turns out because you the change in their personalities now because of this time gap um, is like super easy to believe and buy yeah. into and, and get well and there. even if you're deeper into yeah. that run the change is still okay pretty believable okay um i don't really have trouble with the idea that any of them would be where they're at okay especially right. after this issue the right. only thing that kind of stuck with me a little was I couldn't really buy that Nico would be so against getting the team back together. And in this issue, you kind of get maybe maybe she was fronting a little bit. Yeah, well, not yeah, well, she totally was. Completely yeah. and yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, did you did you catch what Carolina was listening to in that first show? I, her door I was going to ask you the exact same question. I thought that. I read that and I was like, oh my God, that's beautiful. So good. <laughs> um. Yourself. Yeah, no, we can't afford those rights, Brian. Stop right there. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, and, and I'm going to call spoilers for this because it is the last page. Sorry, Chin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you were very invested in Victor Mancha's arc in, in Vision, Vision. uh, the last line of this issue is a command prompt line, run program victorious. Yep. Indeed. So, I think something's about to hit the fan. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think we did basically find out who that was in the last... Yeah. Yeah. You want, you want to say, since we're in spoilers? Already? Since we're in spoilers, yeah, it looks like it, it is Molly's parents. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Yeah. Uh, also, since we're in spoilers, Carolina has to eventually turn around and rejoin the team, right? Like, You know what, though? Especially, I get it and if, if you think about her personality originally, yeah. same kind of thing, right? She's going to fight against it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's right. Like she lives in a lot of denial. It's not just that. It's that she. No, it is just that. Yeah. <laughs> she really wants everything to be the life that she thinks it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Uh, nobody else read Kieran Gillen's first Star Wars issue, nope. did they? No. Did not. So. I am interested to see where this goes. This is number 38. He's taken over for Jason Aaron, reunited with Salvador La Roca on art, who did his Darth Vader run. And this is still between episodes four and five, but this is Luke and Leia on Jeddah, dealing with some of the fallout of Rogue One. And I have a lot of faith in Kieran Gillen, and I think there are a lot of things that are good about this, but I will say, I don't understand exactly what's going on here. 
I okay. don't think this is the most clear issue in terms of who's who and what their point is for being where they're at. Um, like the introduction, I actually went back and read the recap page to figure out maybe mm-hmm. why people are where they are. It's like Luke and Leia are trying to establish a rebel base. They say nothing about that or about why they're on Jeddah. They're just there. Okay. Um, it maybe I think assumes a little bit of knowledge that hasn't been in the comic or isn't necessarily made super clear in Rogue One about the relationships between some of the Jedi affiliated Jedi worshiping peoples of Jeddah and the Alliance. Um, and who may or may not be a splinter. Like they're just like that. The, the thing I get by the end of it is, okay, there's some sort of splinter rebel group here and they don't get along well with the regular rebels, but I don't have any sense of what that history is or why, or even who these two mass figures they've picked up are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they mentioned Sagera a lot. Um, they also bring back from one of the Darth Vader arcs uh, character there, and she's, I think, the most clearly defined thing in this book. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. But Kier- it's very confusing as a first. Kieran Gillen at times, and it's not always. Sometimes he writes great issue to issue. Yeah. Sometimes in some arcs, he really does seem to write for the arc, not necessarily an issue. That's and I true. wonder if this is just one of those that is kind of that. That's true, and that's my assumption. Yeah. I have to believe that as this plays out, it will make more sense. Um, right now, I'm in a weird place of being more attached to the character who is the obvious villain of the arc than I am to even really kind of Luke and Leia in their role in this, because I don't understand why they're there or what they're doing. Okay. And that's a weird place to be in the main Star Wars book that, Mm. so far, under a different writer, but so far has been very much about Luke and Leia and Han. Okay. Okay. So, it's, it's, if you've been reading it, or even if you're jumping, I think, I think regardless, it's going to feel very strange. And the only thing I need to do is kind of power through it or wait and grab the trade. Well, one thing I will tell you, I don't know any book that Kieran Gillen writes where characters are black and white. No, and I don't... Yeah. Even... Uh, this is pretty black and white. Like, uh, and Star Gillen's, Wars as a whole yeah. tends to be very black yeah. and white. Kieran Gillen's not going to write that, though. He's no. going and to... I'm, yeah. I'm cool. Like I love his Darth Vader stuff. Yep. I love his work on Aphra. I love what he has done in Star Wars. about a great character. Full stop. (laughs) And maybe that's why this is so weird to me, because it's so amorphous. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It's not going to chase me off of Star Wars. Right, right. But I'm hopeful that in the next issue or two at most, it starts to take a little more concrete shape. All Um, right. Uh, unbeatable squirrel girl. So I made you guys each read a couple of pages of this. Mm-hmm. God. Um, I do not normally read squirrel girl monthly. I normally read it in trade and I love it. And I'm not sure I've ever really talked about it much on the show, but it's hilarious. It just gets better and funnier with each subsequent arc. 
This issue is an in-universe zine written by recurring characters in Squirrel Girl. <laughs> yeah. Um, including, I think the, the big news on this, the thing Marvel announced ahead of time was Galactus, who is a recurring character in Squirrel Girl, <laughs> uh, had his pages, and each each character's pages are drawn by someone different. Most of them are right. all written by the, the book's main writer. Um, the Galactus pages were drawn by Jim Davis of Garfield. Of Garfield fame, yes. Chip Zdarsky and Garfield's creator are co-writers on this book functionally, or co-artists on this book functionally, which is its own kind of bizarre crossover in and of itself. Um, Those two pages are drop dead yeah. hysterical. You get the, the 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 Jim Davis pages are eight three panel strips. Mm-hmm. The first one is an exact recreation with names and a couple of words swapped out of the first Garfield. Silver Surfer stands in for John Arbuckle, mm-hmm. and Galactus stands in for Garfield. For Gar- Galactus is Garfield, you know, wanting to eat everything. Yeah. yeah. And it is just uncanny how perfectly those two swap out for each other. <laughs> really, really do. Um, adorable. It's yes. it's it's hilarious and adorable. All of these are really fun. There's a Craven story about how he's the greatest hunter and Spider-Man sucks. Oh, by the way, have no doubt ever that every single time I ever see a Garfield comic strip now, I'm going to substitute those two characters in and see how it reads because it's going to be so damn funny. What I want to do is I want to go read a bunch of Garfield without Garfield and just read it as the Silver Surfer by himself. Okay. (laughs) Um, Or Garfield minus Garfield, whatever it's called. Uh, There's then a hand-drawn stick figure Spider-Man rebuttal page. Arguing with Craven. <laughs> um, oh, Craven! There is a Loki page that because Loki is also a recurring character. Loki, Loki has written this page that is this spiral that you read one direction, and it's this statement about how Loki's, you know, you, you, you Loki's known for being a Norse trickster god, and that you can't trust him. But the truth is that he's really not such a bad guy. You know the truth about me, and then you read the other. You know the truth about me. I'm not such a bad guy. You think you know me, but I'm the Norse trickster god. What they say about me is true. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's great. Uh, it's it's just so wonderful and hilarious and. Uh, a good excuse to talk about how great Squirrel Girl is, because right. none of us reads it month it, to it, month, it was it's a very good book. Both pages you showed me were absolutely yeah. wonderful. Yes. Um, oh, uh, 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 Tippy Toe, the squirrel, writes a story um, about, <laughs> about Bat Squirrel, <laughs> the Dark Nut. The Dark Nut. Yeah. Okay. I might have to pick this one. Yeah. <laughs> Just because. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and there is a Chip Starsky drawn page, yeah. which <laughs> Howard and a Femme Fatale, uh, Femme Fatale <laughs> make out, and in one panel make out while eating a hamburger, <laughs> and make out some more. <laughs> yes. And it's a totally appropriate page. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Totally appropriate. Yeah, right. The rest of the story is totally appropriate, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about something I didn't read that one of you did. Despicable Deadpool, Jen. Okay. Uh, I got caught up on, like, so much Deadpool. How much was, was it? All of it. All of, all it. of it? All of it? No. Oh. Not all of it. No. Are you kidding? That's, like, that's a lot. No, you didn't. That's a lot. <laughs> no, like, even just the Duggan stuff, which is what I really yeah. meant. Damn. Yeah, no. No. No, but the the last three issues of Despicable Deadpool, um, I read those. Fantastic. Yeah. This book, so good. Good, good book. Go get. I love the Posein and Duggan, and then just the Duggan by himself runs on Deadpool yeah. so much. Yeah, this... I'm working through them still, but... This stuff is dealing with uh, Deadpool supposedly having to kill Cable. Yeah. And it's so funny. <laughs> it's so, watching them be friends and also trying to kill each other is pretty much... Yeah, well, yeah. Um, is pretty much the most hilarious thing ever. Awesome. Ever. I look forward to reading this. Yeah. Yeah, it's real good. All right. Okay. I don't... What... what I, do, I don't know. I didn't read it. Anything else? Time travel. Do you, do you think he's going to succeed in killing Cable? No. Are you kidding? <laughs> well, may, may... Technically. Technically, maybe. Technically, maybe. Is he going to, like, euthanize an old man Cable a hundred years in the future? Is that going to be it? A hundred? I don't know how that <laughs> virus maybe preserves... The mutants age funny. Yeah. Especially time-traveling ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's good. It's okay. good. All right. Speaking of old grizzled men, Jen, <laughs> how's Rock Candy Mountain? Oh, okay. Well, the new I arc mean, started, right? But like, the main character is not an old grizzled man. No, but I, look, I'm being but hoboist. You are being hoboist. Um, this not book, to be confused with an oboist. This book I played is bass clear fucking it. spectacular. Um, I don't know why I like it so much, but I just. Because it's good do. and silly it and over is. the top. It and is. It's a It's good... not hobos fighting the devil. Yeah. Yeah. So this one we get Jackson's backstory. And that is something that I have been wanting from the very first time I opened this book. Yeah. I recently read the first trade, which is one through four, and this yeah. is five. Yeah. And this seems like a good time to get into his history. Yes. Yeah, if if you, I mean, you should read the first volume. You just yes, should. You should. Because it's, it's so good. good. But if you just want to pick up from here, you probably could and figure it out. Okay. Um, but don't do that. Go back no. and read the first volume and read all the back matter. Read everything. Read all of it. It's so good. I don't know if the back matter is in the trade. Oh, come on. Oh, it's, I bet. Well, not all. Oh, especially no. not the nine ninety nine. That's true. That's true. Damn. We'll find it somewhere because it's good and interesting history about hobos. It's great. Cool. All right. Hobos always make me think of John Hodgman and his 700 different hobo names. I think that John Hodgman would like this book. He probably would. You know, I wish when I'd seen him, I said, hey, have you heard of this comic? I think Yeah, you should like have it. done that. I should have. Damn it. Oh, well. Yeah. Sorry, John, if you're listening. <laughs> which you're not. But he might be. You don't know. But if you, you are, know. Hodgman from Modoc. That's right. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> Anything else on, on this good good book? Good good book. All right, Mister Miracle. Speaking of good good books, Real oh good, that good is good book. good book. Such good good book. Wait, true, true, <laughs> yeah, true. It is a good book. Yeah, true. I believe that. 
<laughs> that is what I believe. So in this issue, oh, Mr. Miracle and High Father eat vegetables and play a game of true or false. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much it. There, there's your there's your one line, is it yeah. still good right there? Yes. <laughs> See, this is why I don't mind that format. That just comes naturally to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Big Barda knocks the shit out oh. of my way. <laughs> oh my god. That was the best moment. I'm going to take my cosmic rod and shove it up your ass. <laughs> yep. And then you're going to limp away. <laughs> yeah. And in that moment, I thought, Tom King has listened to Panelology. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I didn't know Bart. I didn't know Barta's uh, rod was made out of nth metal. <laughs> She's like, do you want to hear a secret story about a mace? <laughs> It's based on a true story. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's about to be. <laughs> so, hang on. Hold on. I'm sorry. My brain just went to a place, but I need to acknowledge it on the air. Oh. oh. So, after after this, this miniseries, can we get a Big Barda, Mr. Miracle relationship comic? Can it be drawn and written by Stepan Shayek? And can it be oh, about shit. all the times he has slipped out of their bondage gear? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Is it is that called Darkstone? Is that the name? <laughs> um this book makes me wish that I was taller so I could do a good, good Big Barda cosplay. Big Barda is so great in this, this book. This is, yeah. And I, I love I love that he shows up out of bed. Like, you know, just the first thing he throws is a Green Lantern t-shirt. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Was it this one or it was the last one where he was sitting, they were sitting there eating and he had on a Batman t-shirt? Yeah. He's yeah. such a fanboy. It's adorable. It's great. I, I love, and you see it so many times that in their house, just that poster that's in the background mm-hmm. is the cover number is the number one issue cover of the old Miracle Man. Yeah, issue. So good. I love this book so much. <laughs> we should get a veggie tray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do love when when shit started getting serious, and Scott's like, "I'm gonna go get a carrot. Anybody want a carrot?" Yeah, I, I love how nonchalant he is about the whole thing. Right. What really sold it is when Orion goes and gets a carrot. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> then yeah. you know what's up, Doc. Oh, my God. What's up, Doc, is that cosmic rod. <laughs> <laughs> or it will be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Tom, Tom King is on point on this yeah. story, man. It is so It's fucking great. Good. It really, really is. Uh, yeah. Batman Lost number one. What did you think of this, Brian? I thought it was a. What was the uh, the, the Batwoman uh, tripping tripping bats or whatever? Yeah, tripping it was bats. Yeah, that should have been this one because holy was, shit, this was fucked up. Yeah. Um, and we meet, we do meet Bruce Wayne's uh, granddaughter. Granddaughter, though. Oh, what was her name? Julie. Uh, no, it's not Julie. Hang on, I'll find it in just a second. Uh, keep going, though. Don't. Yeah, yeah don't worry. So me. this is basically it starts out Janet. Janet. I knew it was a J yeah. name. Yeah, a five letter J name. There you go. Um, this was old man Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. 
telling his granddaughter a story. But as... And basically, he's got this library where he's written down all of his adventures as Batman. Including one called The Justice Wars. Yes. Which gets referenced a couple of times. Snyder has mentioned that a big 2018 event is teased in this issue. And I'm willing to bet it's The Justice Wars. Okay. Side note. There you go. So she goes and she pulls Batman's first adventure off the shelf. And has him read it. And as he reads it, he realized the story has changed from what he knows. And from there you see the issue switch from scene to scene where he's in the study reading to her. And then he's in this first story. And then he's in other parts of his continuity. He's in when he got sent back to Dawn of Man or whatever Mm -hmm. after uh, uh, Final Crisis. You see him in a couple of different points. And basically just the sands of his reality are shifting around him constantly. And he can't gain his bearing, but he's Batman, so he's going to try. And then Barbados shows up and, uh, well, let's just say Batman doesn't have a good time. No, and he knows something's wrong, but he can't get a handle on it. Yeah. Because, like you said, things are changing and shifting and, yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. So I've been pronouncing that guy Barbatos since it's got bad in it. Yeah. I figure it's bad. I read it that way, but that just sounds weird out loud. Oh, it does, but... Yeah. But... You can say Barbados. You say Barbados. I say Barbados. Let's go on vacation to an island. Is that it? Bermuda, Bahamas. No, 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 we can't afford that either. Oh, I bet we can. We probably can. (laughs) Yeah, we probably can. can. They they seem to sell that pretty cheap. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, I think we just made money by using it. (laughs) I think any instance of Beach Boys is actually product placement now. Yeah. Um. What's up, Beach Boys? <laughs> yes, what's up? If any of you listen, tweet at me, because I want to know that shit. Yeah. Uh, how Jordan and the Grinch, or did either of you have anything more you didn't read? Did either of us have anything more in Batman um, Last? I don't think so. I, I loved all the different settings they threw yeah. him into in this, though. It was yeah. really, really, really cool. Right. How Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, which is part three of... Justice League versus Dark Knights. Yep. Part three of the Justice League metal story. What did you Uh, think of this? This one, we were right about one thing. This one's all about Green Lantern. Like the whole thing is about Green Lantern. (laughs) The three, the, the, so uh, we get a page at the beginning with the other three Earth Green Lantern, right? We get uh, Guy Gardner and uh, Jon Stewart and Kyle Rayner. Three of the other five Earth Green Lanterns. Okay. I kind of meant from... Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. But, okay. Sure enough. You're, you're technically here. They're rebuilding Coast City. And how what each of them wants from it is just killing me. Yeah. Kyle's like, we got to have this cool art section. Oh, we do, gotta, you, we gotta... do you, Kyle? Oh, do you? Do you, Kyle? And guess what Guy wants? I fucking hate that guy. Guess what Guy wants? He, he wants a bar on the Kyle? beach. Okay. Guy, guy wants a bar on the beach. And John Stewart just wants them both to shut up and let him do his job. <laughs> exactly. Because as usual, John Stewart's the one doing all the actual work. Well, yeah, because Kyle's a piece of shit. And Guy's just a jerk. Well. 
I mean, anytime, he has his anytime uses. Kyle's around, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't blame him. <laughs> anytime he's awake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate Kyle Rayner. I, I hate know. that guy. I'll allow it. It's like you just, yeah. You know who I really liked in this issue, though? Hal Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this, this felt like <laughs> the most old. A kind of well, core Hal Jordan I have read in a bulk, long, long time. The bulk of this issue is Hal and Bruce the Dawnbreaker mm-hmm. in a void, like Looney Tunes fighting each other. <laughs> and every time Hal makes a construct, the Dawnbreaker absorbs it into a shadow. So Hal sets his ring to strobe mode. Mm-hmm. And the whole oh. issue is just like one panel bursts. Yep. It's like nine page spread and every other panel is black and every other panel is just fight, fight, fight. Nice. Yeah, so you just get the... So it's, I mean, it's comic book, so you only get panel shot, you know, picture frame, freeze frame shots anyway. Yeah. It's right. kind of cool, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's the best way to use a, stro- and, and, a strobe in a yeah. way that doesn't actually throw light in your face. Hal Jordan uh, figured out the way to defeat me. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Instant migraine for Jen. <laughs> See, I'd make a terrible... Seizure, seizure, seizure. I'd make a terrible Green Lantern only because I'd spend so much time wanting to do the lighting design on my constructs. <laughs> <laughs> that I wouldn't say, well, no, strobes are a piece of shit. I'm not going to use that. I might weaponize a strobe, sure, yeah. okay. but Wow. <laughs> Speed force powers are where it's at. Uh, They're pretty great. Detective Comics 968. The end of Lonely Place of Living. Living, yes. This is a fantastic story uh-huh. with a fantastic ending. Yeah, yes. they 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 landed this one. Yeah, they landed this in this finale. Um, Tim is like, I was always just mediocre on Tim. To be honest yeah. with you, I really really like him in this detective. What I series. think. Tynan does so well in this arc especially Mm -hmm. is make clear in the comics themselves at the very least what he has seen in Tim because he's he talks about this in interviews he tweets about it Tim has always been his favorite and in large part that probably owes to the fact that Tim was Robin when he started reading comics but he pre- he basically positions Tim here as not just the smartest one, but also the one who can see a path to something more hopeful. Yeah. Who can see a way things get better and not just the way you fight eternally. Well, and I think it reflects in how Tim fights things, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, obviously... Especially in the Bat arena, right? Mm-hmm. Batman, Batwoman, certainly Robin now, you know, uh, yeah. Damien. They are all the the superstar player yeah. who takes the ball and scores, Yeah, right? Tim is the one who sets up every single play and passes it to whoever it is that can score every time. Well, and I think, I think we're saying the same thing here. Yeah. There, there, there are two things, I think. One is... Kind of finishing that last thought, uh, Tim is the smartest and sees the path to hope. And seeing a hopeless version of Tim, who sees a shred of hope in changing mm. the past and clings to that so tenaciously that he becomes the villain, essentially, is A, very effective, and B, heartbreaking. 
Um, but also to this point about Tim seeing who can finish the play. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's even necessarily always that he walks in the pl- walks in with a plan of who can finish the play. No. I think part of that intellect is a cleverness of okay, these are the expectations. How do I break them? Okay, this version of me would never think about passing passing the situation over to someone else on the team to solve it, so I'm going to let Right. I'm going to let uh uh Luke. Luke, thank you. Yeah. Um, I was coming up with Vicente, which is the wrong fox. <laughs> I'm going to let Luke make the play. Yeah. Because you won't see that coming. There's a cleverness to that decision right. to hand off that's not just yep. he, I'm walking in with the strat, it's that I can I can see the change that. as yes. it happens. Uh-huh. Yes. And I'm willing to use all of my, and rely on people to do what I know they can do. And yes, like he is the best team player of all time in superhero teams. I have a theory about what makes him, what makes future him break bad. In other words, what what Batwoman's going to do. I think Batwoman is going to be at least indirectly responsible for Stephanie's death. Oh, shit. That would do it. Okay. Wow. That would... What a heartbreaker that would be. That is my guess. It would make sense. Man, that's... Hmm. <laughs> do you need a moment, Brian? No, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, Action Comics, 991. Last one. Uh, the Oz effect, the yes. final final issue of so the Oz effect. So there's one reason I wanted to talk about this. Okay. When we started talking about, and I, I guess spoilers if you don't know who Mr. Oz is, <laughs> when we started talking about, yeah, I know. If we started talking about, when we started talking about mm-hmm. Mr. Oz being Jor-El, what we agreed was whether or not that is justified would be a function of its execution. So now that we've seen it all, do you think it was justified? Does it work for you? It does for one reason, and it's in this issue, where he talks about what prompted him into kind of moving this fast and moving in this direction and and and, and kind of forcing his hand is a good way yeah. to put it was what's looming which is the whole Dr. Manhattan doomsday clock thing. Okay. And well, we presume it has something to do with it. Well, I, I like yeah. it. It's yeah. the Dr. Manhattan thing. Right. Place. Yes. Um the thing that's coming. Yeah. There right. is a specific <laughs> moment and idea in this one along those lines that was where it clicked for me. Okay. Which was seeing that while Oz has was originally presented as this mastermind, which I think is what in part led everyone to think, oh, Ozymandias. Right. Mm-hmm. And while he has, I think, of his own volition done what he has done, he has also done it under the influence of this outside power that he's mm-hmm. so afraid of that we presume to be Dr. Manhattan. When... When when Superman breaks the staff mm-hmm. and suddenly it's not keeping him alive anymore, but it's also not warping his mind. Right. You get a clearer version of Jor-El. And that's the only moment at which 
Clark buys that it's actually his father or his father. And I think that's also when, at least for me reading it, I buy, okay, this works and made sense. Yeah. It kind of made me think of, uh, of meds that, you know, do what they're supposed to do and, and keep people on an even keel, but it also takes away part of yeah, their personality take, yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's, it felt like that same kind of thing. Like, it, it, it kept him alive and kept the pain from yeah. him and all that. It but it gave also... him control over Kryptonite, right? And thereby, in a both metaphorical and Little. literal way, in the story, <laughs> yeah. changed who he is. He's no longer a Kryptonian. He's no longer Doral. He's something else, right? Mm-hmm. And taking that away kind of snapped him back. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think I think we are in agreement then. I do, and we are right on the cusp of Doomsday Clock. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So before we go to, is it still good? Do we want to talk about a couple of news things? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Um, the biggest thing this week, <laughs> by far, the thing that led me to like frantically messaging both of you with "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Guys, look at this." <laughs> uh Brian Michael Bendis signed an exclusive with DC Comics. Yeah, which is buck wild. That's which, crazy. <laughs> before we get into the fun part, I'm going to say this. I do not think that this really screws over Marvel in the way that a lot of people online no. are trying to no. position it. No, no, no. Marvel's going to be fine. Yeah. For one thing, by no accounts is there any kind of bad blood there. All of the editorial so. staff has yeah. like come out and been very supportive of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Bendis would do it to screw anyone over. And also, Bendis, A, has been has been headlining events and kind of the general shape of things there for 15-plus right. years. I mean, he's been there 17 years, but he's been kind of that capacity 15-plus years now. I think it's a good thing to shake up things a little bit I and agree. give some other, some other voices a chance to do that. I also think it's going to be good for him to be able to write different characters and different worlds and... and Come out of okay. You're going to write our big Avengers event, and you've got to write everyone. And here you go, go. Kind of I, I think I mm-hmm. think he's got so many more ideas probably for working with new characters sure. than he has left working with the characters he has for 15 years. And if you're a, which makes sense, right? if you're a yeah. fan of comics and you've been in an exclusive situation for that long, mm-hmm. there's no way you don't have. Ideas for stories for the other guy floating oh, sure. around oh, yeah. in your head. Yeah, so I think it'll be a good thing. I think it'll be interesting to see, and I know we've individually had this conversation. Some of the collaborators he brings to the table yeah. too. Yes, agreed. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick to this whole. I want to see at some point him do the Spectre with Alex Malieve. Oh my god, because that would be beautiful. That would yeah. be a great book. I, I'll be honest, I'm interested to see some of the things that like have been kind of strictly his at Marvel. Mm-hmm. What like a great example is Jessica Jones. Yeah. Right? What someone else does. You know who that? I'd love mm-hmm. to write Jessica Jones? Who's that? Kelly Thompson. How good oh. was Jessica Jones in Yeah. In Hawkeye. Yeah. It'd be great. Um I'd love to see especially if if the uh, Black Panther year one, I forget what it's really called, but if the Black Panther book that starts in January, Rise of the Black Panther, Rise of the Black Panther is 
solid and i expect it to be i'd love to see evan narciss get a turn with miles morales like so much of his critical writing Mm -hmm. of comics is about not only blackness in comics but legacy and generational heroes and how the mantle passes but i think seeing him write that would be super cool yeah and i can't help but believe that part of this you know part of the attraction or the you know the sweetness of the deal for uh, for Bendis is that there's going to be either some television or movie. I've got to assume there's at least TV yeah. mm-hmm. in the deal somewhere. They said right. it was a multimedia deal, right? Yeah, or multifaceted. I think was the something, word they used. Multi-year, like multifaceted. Yeah. Um, but I would not be surprised if there's some kind of TV development yeah. in there too, especially with DC having its own streaming service in development, because that's a thing that's still happening. And maybe he's going to run that. I, who knows? Yeah, I doubt that because. I could I see him know. running shows on that because he's been right. trying to do more TV. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's got a lot I of meant. like Marvel television. Right? No. 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 Yeah. I, yeah. 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 Um, now, if DC sniped away Stephen Wacker to do that, that would be a big deal. Mm. <laughs> um. All right. Next thing, and I'm going to look at Brian as I say this one because I think Brian and I probably care a little more. But okay, they've announced a new X Men book, X Men Red. Which will start in February, I think. I think that's right. With Jean Grey leading her own X-Men team. Okay. The Resurrected, right? Is that the concept? I hadn't seen I that. I think so. Oh, no, it is the Resurrected Jean yeah, Grey. The yeah, resurrected the Resurrected Jean Grey, yeah. Yeah, adult yeah, yeah. Jean Grey. Adult, I thought you meant yeah. it was like a team of all X-Men who'd been dead. No, <laughs> no, 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 cool. no, 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 no. That actually the, really would be. Yeah, you know, the whole, the whole Phoenix Reborn, Resur- yeah. Phoenix Resurrected, whatever. It, it's that, it's the adult Jean Grey. Yeah, yeah. that was okay. my, sorry. Didn't mean to get you excited yeah. there, Alex. So, like, <laughs> so it's Jean Grey and Nightcrawler and Young Man Logan and... <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know who's actually on the team. I know uh, on the it team. would not shock me if Wolverine is well, it on it. Yeah. Logan. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's written by Tom Taylor, who writes all new Wolverine. So yeah. very cool. Uh, immediately excited for that. On that alone. Yes. Yes. The trailer for <laughs> dogs. The trailer for Gotham by Gaslight came out. Yeah, I saw the animated that. I did movie. not get yeah. to watch it yet. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet either. I, I plan on doing that very soon. Yeah, I'm excited. Anybody cool. else? Yes, I'm. I'm done oh, with that. Ex- I yeah. always, I always enjoy, especially. I feel like there are kind of two lines mm-hmm. of DC animated movies Agreed. now. They're the ones that sort of have an internal <laughs> continuity, and then mm-hmm. there are the standalones. Like, mm-hmm. the originals were all standalones. Kind of the Elseworlds type. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Elseworld ones are always the ones that get me a little more excited. Yeah. Like, I enjoy the stuff that's like Batman and ba- or Batman and Son, Batman versus I mean, all those. But the weird one-off ones are, and you know, this is true in a lot of things for me, but the weird one-off alternate universe type stories, like, where's my Red Sun Superman, by the way, when is yeah. that going to happen? Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very into that. Uh, I saw a screen, sh- a screen cap from it, or maybe a release, uh, an image they teased, released to tease it, that was Bruce and Selina, I think. Yeah. In costume That's for that. a good, that. good image. Yes, it is. Um, and not for creepy reasons like no, normal when I say something sweat. is good, good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Involving Selena? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Specifically, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have the first bit of casting for the Umbrella Academy show. Yeah. Mm. Have you read Umbrella Academy, Brian? I have not read it. Oh, it's very good. Ellen Page. 
The neighbor is mowing his lawn, and my dog hates that. Like, he hates it. Well, I'm not real fond of it during our podcast recording. I don't like it either. (laughs) I don't like it at all, actually. Ellen Page will be playing, basically, she's the villain of the first arc, basically. Oh. Um, So the setup here is we've got this family of superheroes, except one who has no powers, and she becomes a violinist and then a villain. And that is Mm -hmm. Ellen Page's character. Nice. It's a good, weird book by Gerard Way. I was somehow thinking that she would be the sister. No, I'm pretty sure she's... I'm pretty sure the article that I read said she is. Yeah. Unless I just totally... No, I didn't read them. I I was just thinking... Like, that's what your thoughts... Yeah, like, she would be be so good. She's the white violin. Cool. Uh, I think that's the only casting we have for that. The casting also came out for the Deadly Class TV show. Oh, I didn't which see is that one. Mostly kids I don't know. Okay. But the the dean of the school, whatever is the headmaster, there we go, mm-hmm. that's the word, uh, is Benedict Wong. Okay. Who was Wong in, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. That's nice. exciting. Okay. Yeah. One of the two Benedicts from Doctor Strange. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. It's good. I'm excited. I'm excited about all this stuff. Yes. Indeed. All right. Anyone, like anyone got anything else before we go to Is It Still Good? Uh, okay. No other than to remind everybody, Justice League comes out this week. <laughs> does it really? Holy crap, does it really? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Holy crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was fast. I'm really? See it Thursday night. This is, this is the... the Two and a half month stretch where everything comes out. Right. Yeah. Also, I, I, I can't. I, I'd be lying if I said I had its release date committed to memory. I just figured I'd know when you guys told me, and you just told me. So there, there, you, go. Go. there you go. Thursday night. Congratulations. <laughs> cool. Um, they showed. They showed some footage from it on the Chew this week. They had Diane Lane on promoting the show. Okay. I'm convinced that every every subsequent release of footage is more and more color saturated or less and less desaturated as the case may be. Um which I'm not against. No. Nah. No. It was a scene of her and Amy Adams and her basically telling Amy Adams to go win another Pulitzer. Mm-hmm. Alright. Yeah. Uh is it still good? Ready? Yeah. Ready? I guess sure. So. Alright. Uh, I mean, I'm never ready, but let's go. (laughs) Flash number 34. Someone comes back from the dead and helps Barry deal with his reverse speed force problems. Indeed. Brian. Uh Uh-huh. Gotham City Garage number three. Um, gosh. Uh, let's see. Um, do-do-do-do-do. Kara... Starts helping out the team, and Barbara comes closer to the truth. Okay. Yeah. Brian. Mm Mm-hmm. New Superman number seven. (laughs) The Justice League of China (laughs) unloads on the Justice League. (laughs) Um, Kinky. (laughs) And then they each meet their counterparts and are delighted. Who am I? Uh, Brian. Uh huh. Red Hood and the Outlaws, number 16. Um, Bizarro the, steals the book. The Outlaws are taken to Belle Reve. 
and uh, some people make new friends, and some are reacquainted with old ones. <laughs> okay. That was pushing the limit of what technically constitutes two independent clauses, but I'll allow it. Uh, but only because you're doing like four of these back to back. Brian! <laughs> yes! Titans number 17. Um, Never been happier to not have time to read books. Troya, who is future Donna, uh, explains all the things that her future holds and why it sucks to be Donna Troy. Aww. <laughs> Poor baby. Um... <laughs> Wonder Woman number 34, Diana and Jason uh, are together again for the first time, and family reunions can be awkward. Hey, Brian. Uh-huh. Kid Lobotomy number two. I can't laugh when you say it now. Um, hmm. Um... We get two new characters, one who is an artist and one who is a writer, and they are suitably welcomed to this fucked up hotel. <laughs> Okie dokie. Hey, Jen. Me! You looted a second ago, but this is your first of three now. Scales and Scoundrels, number three. Okay. We get, we potentially get a new friend. The the adventurers meet their foe, oh, shit. and there's a giant fucking bug that gets exploded. You liked that part, didn't you? I did. <laughs> Especially the face. <laughs> hey, Brian. Uh-huh. And Jessica Jones, number 14. Jessica. Jessica. Okay. Before I start, this book fucking freaked me out. Jessica. So, Jessica. Um, I, I will just say that I, I now I know why... Uh, Brian Michael Bendis brought Purple Man back so quickly, obviously, now that we know that he's going <laughs> to D.C. I, I think that's why that happened, because he wanted to tell this story before he left. Um, but that being said, my uh, Is It Still Good is... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Iron Fist takes Luke Cage out of the way, <laughs> and everything is set up for... The meeting between Kilgrave and Jessica, and thank goodness because things could have gone so much worse. Royals number 10 Maximus kills a god. All right. Oh, I only needed four words for that one, Brian. Hey, J- Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sure, I lied. Uh-huh. I can tell uh-huh. that I can describe this book in two words. Good, good. <laughs> That's my line. I know. Back <laughs> off. Also, it's three words. Good, good book. Unless you hyphenate good, good, in which case it's two words. Uh, I, do, I do hyphenate okay. it. Good, good is a word in book. Yeah. Hey, Brian. Uh-huh. She-Hulk, number 159. Mm. <laughs> Jen Walters has a huge fan, and the leader facilitates the meeting between them. Okay. 
Hold on. Don't call on me. Okay, are we going to keep going, or are you... Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, hey, Brian. Hey. Because Jim just walked away. I know. Right. Let's do Spirits it. Spirits of Vengeance number two. Still good? Um, this fantastic story... Uh, I'm back. Welcome back. Sorry. Your dreams ...gives us out. the <laughs> motivation behind uh, what's been going on. And we see the conflict that is building now. I lied, Jen. You only have one for some reason. I marked a Kenny Avengers. Seriously, that <laughs> no, one's mine. I don't know not, why I marked. That's not for me. No, I'm, I'm just trying to convince you to talk about books you didn't read. I can do it. All right, Uncanny Avengers, number 29. Um, Stuff happens, and they fight people, and then there's relationship drama, and it was interesting. Well, that's four independent clauses joined by three I didn't say I would do it in the rules if I didn't uh-huh. read it. Come on. All of that actually is accurate. See? <laughs> um, there's some books that you just know what's going to happen in them. <laughs> Pietro makes a big strategic miscalculation... And Wanda will not stand with him. Okay. Hey, Jen. What? You know what time it oh, is. Oh, okay, good. This I can do. Um, it's the long box book report. Indeed it is. Stop. <laughs> Did we do Gwenpool? Didn't we do Gwenpool? Did we Wimple? do Gwenpool? In Soviet Russia... Uh, I don't think we did do Gwynpool. I don't think we did either, because it's getting cool to the week. Well, okay, okay well, I'm going to still it, get so. it now. I'll take it. Uh, yeah. Gwynpool gets what she wants. A fight with Doctor Doom. Yeah. <laughs> and when Doctor Doom appears, Gwynpool's falling, and uh, he's like, uh, so you're Doctor Doom, huh? Yeah, really? Is this yeah. Brian's quote of the week? This is the quote of the week, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, She's like, then uh, why do you look like War Machine in a hoodie? <laughs> I love how mad she is. That was is. good. Like that, that was real good. You look like War Machine in a hoodie. We should have talked about this we one. We should have talked it. about this one. Because this has some potentially serious consequences. Well, and I love how, yes, yes. Well, <laughs> I have a theory on that. So we're just yeah, going to pretend too, like we're talking about this okay, one. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, <laughs> Oops, I we think went out sword, of order. I think that sword yeah. she hit him with is some kind of magical artifact that brings out your inner demons. Possibly. In yeah. a literal sense. Yeah. But but when she cut him, pages fell out. Did Almost I, like it was her power doing something. I, 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 think it, I think it is her power manifesting. And kind of like, in addition to cutting through the panel borders and being able yeah. to go, she can she can cut through characters and bring out different aspects She can retcon. Her power is retconning. Oh my god, yes. Um, I also just love how mad she was that her advantage, having read the comics, is thwarted by... This is just a recent and temporary change, and I haven't read this book yet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> temporary character change, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which it, it, we all know is right. Come on. I should be able to be able to make my name known by killing you, but you have to be a good guy right now in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, if you want to have your name known as a good, by, good guy, uh, you probably don't... Go to wa- Rock Hounds and Alex. You, pro- <laughs> yeah, you probably don't want to kill... No. Anyone. No. Whatsoever. Or erase them from reality? Well. Well. 
That's at least better than killing them. Right. Is it? Maybe. Mm, I don't know, because I've never been erased before. Or that you know you. of. Or have I. <laughs> or have I. Or have you. Okay, is it still good? Yeah. Uh, no, Longbox Book Report. Longbox Book Report. Yeah, give me that. <laughs> um, I got Plastic Man from 1975. Uh, it was very much a comic book from 1975. I'm sorry. It's fine. You yeah. know what? Of of the books from that era, this is one of the better ones. Okay. I mean, it's very talky. It, it it's very much the it's got the omniscient narrator uh-huh. over top of it, telling you everything that's happening as it's happening. And boy, do I love that device. <laughs> um, not at all. But it was pretty funny. Uh, got a got a hog calling contest going on in the background of this. Which is killing me. Um, in Soviet Russia, hog calls you. Yeah. Pretty much. And all of the replacement words for cuss words. <gasps> I'm looking yeah. at the advertisement on the Fork inside of the front page. <laughs> It's cupcakes. It's it's, it's host is cupcakes. It's cupcakes. It's not fruit pies. Oh fine. <laughs> but yeah. This was an okay book. Butts not great. Not great butts. Um in fact I don't think there were hardly any. If you're plastic man and you don't have a great butt What's wrong with you? Just make you it great. Just make it great. Make plastic man's butt great again. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um the best part of this whole book was woozy asking him or telling him that if he killed himself because in this book uh what's his name shit uh 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 uh, uh, uh pause 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 robbie reed of dial h for hero oh yes yeah yeah becomes plastic man and woozy's like wait if you kill yourself you kill yourself for real it's like it's not i don't think that's how that works woozy actually i think that's always how that works well but himself as the other him oh okay. yeah Woozy's never been the brightest uh, no. bulb in the back. No, and and Plastic Man has to be his trombone for this caper. <laughs> well, he's well. like, this is this is the worst. This is actually the worst we've ever done ever. <laughs> I hate this. It's pretty great. All right. Yeah. So I didn't hate this book, despite the overuse of words. Plastic Man's full of spit. <laughs> Gross. I hope he, I hope he worked spit. in a spit valve. What part of him do you think becomes his spit valve? His spit valve? I don't care. Which part is the mouthpiece? The mouth? Are you sure? Because it seemed like his mouth was the bell. <laughs> oh. oh. So I'm ass. pretty sure it was his anus. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, slide his dick? So, so, here's, <laughs> so, if, if so Woozy, then the spit valve would so, be. So, my question though is if Woozy smokes a cigar, does that mean he's blowing smoke up his ass? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, actually, yes. <laughs> so, Brian. A, Brian's whichever number you roll, yeah. No. Brian, no. Brian is call one it. and two, and Alex no. is the round sides. No. Um, <laughs> call it. Call it. You're one, Alex is two. All right. Because <laughs> I would have loved it. All right. I always roll ones, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So now and I you know can what? just pick. That rocks. And speaking of rocks. Speaking of rocks, you guys should go to Rock Hounds and Relics Trading Co. on on Lemon Street in Ackworth. Um, my sister has a bunch of paintings right now, and I know that because I did them. Ooh. So if you want any crazy um, mixed media galaxy paintings, I do. 
You should. I have one of yours actually hanging in my <laughs> living do. room. You um, do. I have a lot of fun doing them, and I hope that people have a lot of fun looking at them, because you can't you can't get the same thing from looking at it, you know, in different angles, because it's layers upon layers upon layers of ink and paint and like an other chemicals. Yeah. Yes, it has layers like an ogre. Um, and they're just, they're really fun. They're really super awesome to paint. And they don't look the same when you photograph them as when you look at them with your naked eye. No, they do not. It's super cool. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I really like doing look, it. Um, this is dangerous. Don't toot my horn. This is dangerous don't to say on the, on the eels of that uh, uh, plastic man issue. Right, but yeah. I'll don't. toot your horn. Ooh. Uh, so if you want a Jenna original, and you do, go to Rockhounds and Relics Trading Co. I don't get any of that money. Oh. <laughs> so you're not supporting me. You're supporting the shop, and I prefer that. No, it's fine. If you want to order straight from me, I will paint you something. That's totally fine. Um. But I made those for the shop. Okay. So go there. Get paintings, get antique glass beads, get marbles from down from underground Atlanta, from where they made underground Atlanta. Um, yeah, there's tons of stuff there. Don't lick those glass beads, though. Well, some of them, not some of them. not not the ones that are painted with lead. Those are the ones I would don't avoid do that. Licking, yeah. yeah, that would be bad for you. And definitely um, don't eat them. No, well. <laughs> Unless you have a vaudeville show. Generally, I'm going to say don't eat beads. Hey, don't pack pack shame. (laughs) I said generally. Okay. Maybe there's specific reasons. Maybe you're most of a pie chart, and that's all you can eat. Well, that and fruit. Okay. So, yeah. Rockhounds and Relics Trading Co. Lemon Street, Ackworth. Go do do that thing. Yeah. So, I see on the back of whatever you pulled, Brian, an ad for Ultima on the Game Boy. So, uh-huh. I'm guessing this is in the early 90s. 91. October of 91. Abuya. Oh, um, <laughs> so, ha ha! <laughs> it, yes. it, this is appropriate as uh, this character just had a new number one issue last month. Any guesses? Last month was a whole month ago. Last month. In October? Uh, I will tell you that issue huh. two came out this past week. Ragman. Yep. Ragman number one. Boom! Nice. I beat Alex! There you go. First issue, <laughs> Ragman number one. You didn't read Ragman, did you? Yeah, I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not the and second the, one. The, the plots and breakdown of this one are by Keith Giffen, but it's scripted by Robert Lauren Fleming, and the art is Pat Broderick, so we'll see. Cool. Uh, cool. It looks pretty so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. We'll see how it goes. Nice. All right. All right. Anyone else got anything else to add? Yep. Okay, well then, our theme music is the Spontaneous Elk Reunion by The Fish Who Saved the Planet. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and TuneIn, or on our website at panelologypodcast.com, or on geektaco.com slash panelology. Indeed. If you go there, you can also read uh, what they thought about Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you can read about, I believe, a Hungarian... Uh, uh, alternative to Pokemon Go, which yeah. they say is better and sounds actually pretty interesting. So you may have to you have to do that. Maybe, and just don't not listen to us if you go do that. I, mean, you I can think do both. I think actually let's you, us. I, was say, I think actually this Hungarian Pokemon Go uh, uh, alternative lets you play things 
music and podcast while you listen. So you could play it and oh, listen to us at the at same the time. Sweet. Same it's called Draconius Go. Yes. Interesting. I am probably going to download that. Okay. <laughs> All so, right. I like it. Uh, that that will conclude another fine episode of Panelology, I guess. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. I'm a confused Brian now. <laughs> That's not, right. no, isn't that constant? Oh, yeah, well, almost. The sun's not always. Getting real I, have low. Mom- I have moments of clarity. <laughs> the sun's getting real low. The sun's getting real low. It's not. It's actually getting oh. higher right now. Damn it. Sorry, Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.